Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday, you all. Welcome back. We hope and pray that you all had an amazing Monday. We are so excited to get into tonight's show, but you know we cannot do that without thanking our sponsors. So first up, we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So if you are in the social media, please go to their Facebook page, Christian Humor for slash inspiration, like and share. Now, if you are an organization or a business and you would like to be promoted during our broadcast or on KRG and 98.5 FM, please give them a call at 254-213-1588. And as, as always, as we like to open up our show, we like to do so with a word of prayer. So we ask if you're safely able to do so with your family, your friends, whoever you may be around. We ask that you maybe hold hands and go before the Lord with us as we enter into his kingdom with prayer. Father God, we just come to you today giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we thank you for yet another day, Heavenly Father, that you have given us here on this earth, dear God. We thank you for this time that you have given Shannon and I, Heavenly Father, to be before your people. We pray that you would put a word in our spirits, dear God, that would be regurgitated out to your people, Heavenly Father, and that they would be able to take this word and do different things within their relationships, Heavenly Father, so they would continue to prosper and thrive in their relationships. Following on today, we're just lifting up individuals in Maui over in Hawaii, dear God, that the fires that they been going through. We're praying for rain. We're praying for wind or anything that may be able to help those fires to be ceased. In other words, Heavenly Father, we're asking you to step in and only do what you know how to do, Heavenly Father. We ask that you heal individuals that have been traumatized. We ask that you deliver individuals from things that have done negative things in their lives. We're praying for a healing for that entire island and those individuals that are connected with it in any shape, form, or fashion. Father God, on the day we're lifting up families, Heavenly Father, that may be operating in dysfunction right now, that may have experienced traumatic events. We're asking that you would go in and heal their hearts and their minds on the day, dear God. We ask that you would go in and change people's heart, make it permeable so they'll be able to receive the word that people are giving them from you. So Father God, on the day, we're just thanking you for being the God that you are. We're praying for the forgiveness of sins on the day, dear God. And Father God, we're still praying, Heavenly Father, that you would step into this system because we know that we don't operate off a man's system, dear God. We operate off your system. The fear that is put in people's heart about money, the fear that is put in people's heart about government. We ask that you would reign and reign supreme like only you know how, Heavenly Father. And we continue to pray for the church on the day, dear God, that individuals would turn from their wicked ways, that they would seek your face, Heavenly Father, that they would make amends with their brothers and their sisters on the day, dear God, that they would turn to you and ask for forgiveness. And most of all, Heavenly Father, we just thank you on the day for your son that you gave to die for our sins so that we may have a go-between, Heavenly Father, when it comes to us individuals being judged. So, Father, we thank you on the day. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so our foundation of scripture for Marriage Mondays with the Kings come from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And our marriage motto uh, is also helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. And so our KRGN disclaimer, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And our KRGN disclaimer, please keep in mind that also, although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry and educational purposes only. 
Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. Yes. So if you all have been listening the last week or so or join when we came back over our little break, we are focusing on families. We are continuing on. For those of you, if this is your first time um, listening to one of the shows, maybe someone referred you to us or whatnot. We are on a family series. And the series is Family Ain't Family Anymore. Um, and then our show topic is tonight, we're going to kind of delve into family dysfunction and trauma. And the thing is, with our motto, as we say, we help to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. Mm-hmm. The things, The thing is... We have to start with the healing in ourselves in order to have stronger marriages and stronger families. So as many are asking, what is going on with families nowadays? We're going to dig into some things that and provide some probably unpopular opinions, as some say, just so it would make individuals think not to call families out or anything like that, but make you think. What can I do to operate differently when it comes to the family that I've created so I won't repeat those same generational dysfunctions and traumas? Yeah, and I think it's important that individuals really stop and we have to take this all back to basic biblical principle. Uh, the Bible tells us that there is going to come a day when mother is going to be against daughter, father is going to be against son. Mm-hmm. And we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And the enemy, first and foremost, is after the thing that God created right. for man for uh, uh, spouses is that you procreate, you make a family. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to attack anywhere, he's going to attack that because that is the baseline of what God uh, wanted us to do as families. Right. And so we have to understand that the enemy has a lot of tricks. He deceives individuals. And I believe that in this world that we're living in today, that we are being deceived in a lot of different ways. And that is causing more trauma, more dysfunction amongst families. And what really concerns me is the fact that even though people have knowledge of this and they know what some of it looks like, they still to operate, they still operate in that dysfunction. They still allow individuals to be traumatized based on certain things. Mm-hmm. And so while some people may not know, that's why we believe that God put Shannon out here along with other counseling professionals, ministers, pastors, doesn't matter, to try to ward that off, to teach individuals, to give them the word that they will need to use so that they can try to keep their family in a healthy state. That is so true. And so before we came on the show, Kenya and I were talking, and this is the thing. I know a lot of you may be thinking, well, why are they going to be talking about trauma dysfunction? This is the reality. Even examining ourselves, we were talking about this as well. A lot of individuals don't even know that they're operating from a traumatic state Mm -hmm. or in dysfunction until you are exposed to wait a minute, you mean to tell me this isn't right? Right. And this is well into adulthood. This Mm -hmm. is now. You're talking about there are people that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and so on, even younger than that, that do not know that they are in survival mode, Yes, you know, because of traumatic experiences of their past. A lot of us believe, oh, I could just take what I went through. I can put it in a box and I could just kind of put it away. I could put it in the back of my mind and pretend like it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But we don't understand that our body and the way we react and the way that we, um, 
just do our day-to-day activities, mm-hmm. it is connected to the things that we're not willing to address. Absolutely. And so Kenya and I, I'll start off, you know, we're really transparent. And I'm going to say it like this. I do believe with my whole heart that God desires not for us to continue to operate in a bondage-like state. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say, a bondage-like state. So Kenya and I were talking and I was talking about, um, we were actually on deployment, you know, this is before we kind of start dating, got married, whatever the case may be. And I remember when I first met him, I was just talking like I usually talk. I'm not going to say what I said. He was higher ranking than me. Um, we were deployed at this time to Bosnia. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, just talking to him, it was just he and I, and I was saying some words that I shouldn't have been saying. And so he asked me as I finished saying those words, he was like, where are you from? So I told him where I was from. And he was like, listen, let me go ahead and let you know, you being in the army, you can't talk like that. You being in the army saying those types of things will get you kicked out of the military. And I said, I apologize, Sergeant, you know, gave him the respect or whatever. I'm standing at the position of what at ease mm-hmm. um, or whatnot. Those who are military related, you can understand what I just said. but. I'm giving his respect. I said, I apologize, Sergeant. I said, where I'm from, that's just how we talk. Mm -hmm. Okay, Shan, why did you bring that up? And I remember, I think even saying, well, I remember my dad speaking like that, blah, blah, blah. I bring that up because guess what? I did not know that what I was saying was wrong because of the environment in which I came up with, there was nothing wrong with it. But the environment in which I was in, which was on a deployment in Bosnia, I could have lost my job. I could have got kicked out and different things like that. So this is why Kenya and I are diving into what trauma may look like. What dysfunction may look like in a family, you know? And so a lot of people say this thing. We've heard it often. Well, that's just how I am. Yeah. Well, if you want to be around me, that's how you got to. No, that's not how you are. That's how you choose to be. It's a choice. And so we can have the choice to heal. Mm -hmm. We can have the choice to operate in a more healthier way. We don't have to stay stuck with, that's just how I am. So anyway, go ahead. Absolutely. And (laughs) and for a lot of individuals, they don't understand exactly what trauma is. Okay. And so I want to be able to throw out some definitions. That way people know exactly what it is for Mm -hmm. trauma and for dysfunction. I want to start off with trauma. And I looked this up in the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Mm -hmm. and it gives the definition for trauma as follows. An injury, such as a wound to living tissue caused by an extrinsic agent, a disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury. Hmm. Now, one of the things I wanted to stress there as I went down a little bit further in the dictionary, it says trauma is a Greek word for wound. Okay. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up, when people have experienced trauma, they have been wounded. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of individuals do is they try to minimize people's situations and things that they've been through, even the things that they're seen. And you haven't been the one that's been wounded. Come on. That person has. Yeah. That's like me standing here and telling Shan, you know what? I'm going to shoot you with a pellet gun, let you see how it feels, and then sit there and say that didn't hurt mm-hmm. when I wasn't the one on the receiving end. But I bet you if she turned that pellet gun on me and did that, and we wouldn't do that because it's a type of violence. <laughs> right. But. It's just an illustration to get you to see we have to take people for where they are, right. meet them where they're at. Right. If they say it hurts, it hurts mm-hmm. until maybe we get them to a point where they're able to work through that to maybe it doesn't hurt as bad anymore or maybe not hurt at all. Mm-hmm. And so 
I want to also go through and give you the definition of dysfunction. And I want to throw a couple things out here. It says it is the abnormality or impairment in the function of a specified body, organ, or system. Okay. Now, you may say, well, Kenya, why are you saying that about a family? Because believe it or not, the family operates as a system. Mm -hmm. If one thing gets thrown off in the family, it can affect the entire family system from mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, all the way down to grandparents uh, in some particular cases. Now, understand this. It says dysfunction refers to the condition of having poor and unhealthy behaviors and attitudes within a group of people. It can refer to any disturbance or abnormality in the function of an organ part. And in medical terms, it is the state of being unable to function in a normal way. Okay. Now, that word normal there can really be kind of thrown out there because what's normal for me may not be normal for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's when individuals have to really take a good look because the way I operate in a family system, it could actually be very dysfunctional. It's normal for me. That's all I've ever known. But for someone else that knows better, that sees what that is like, Mm -hmm. that could be something that's totally different. So Mm -hmm. I think that is a good starting point there to really understand um, those two definitions of dysfunction and trauma. Yes. So one of the things that um, I wanted to kind of point out, and it's interesting because this kind of segued way into what we are speaking about tonight. So the show last week um, that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. there was an individual. It's a part in the show where where you were speaking about, you know, family not talking to family because Mm -hmm. of two uncles, one uncle borrowed money from the other uncle and how it just kind of trickled down, you know, and Mm -hmm. started this kind of Hatfield and McCoy type drama within the family over $35 Mm -hmm. cousins, not talking, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so one of the uh, supporters, I guess you can say on our TikTok channel asked, what if that person sexually violated someone in the family or violating an individual as to why they don't speak, you know, to each other. Mm -hmm. Now with that, um, we have to keep in mind if someone has traumatized you and you don't speak to that individual, we are not saying, Oh, because you're a family, you have to be around each other. That was a violation. Mm -hmm. And if someone in the family has not, you know, whether you told your parents or whatever the case may be, and they keep it a family secret, then guess what? If it's a secret, we are not, Marriage Mondays with the Kings do not condone and we are not saying Mm -hmm. force yourself to be around someone that has traumatized and violated you in the family. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness, healing, and all those things need to take place first before that happened, okay? Mm -hmm. So we want to put that out there, you know, that and kind of address that, but it does kind of segue into this. So I wanted to bring up this. There are so many people that are walking around wounded, Mm -hmm. because that's what you just said, Mm -hmm. that are walking around traumatized, that try to put it in this little box. You put in, oh, that happened in the past, whatever the case may be. That is not uh, with me today, whatever. So I wanted to bring up this this scripture, and then I wanted to ask a question. So is Mark, for those of you who take notes, um, the book of Mark, chapter five, verses one through 20. And this story is in Matthew, Mark, you know what I'm saying? Luke, whatever the case may be. But this is speaking about what is coined the madman, the man Mm -hmm. who um, was tormented tormented Mm -hmm. with all these spirits. Now I'm going to read this part and then I'm going to ask a question. So, and I'm reading from the message. So Mark chapter five, 
um, verses starting verse one, they arrived on the other side of the sea in the country of Gerenes, as Jesus got out of the boat, a madman from the cemetery came up to him. He lived there among the tombs and graves. No one could restrain him. He couldn't be chained, couldn't be tied down. He had been tied up many times with chains and ropes, but he broke the chains and snapped the ropes. No one was strong enough to tame him. Night and day, he roamed through the graves and the hills, screaming out and slashing himself with sharp stones. Now I want to pause right there. What I want to ask if you are listening, how many individuals are steady being traumatized by your past? You have not got any healing. You have not um, got any help. You have not sought any counseling and you are steady tormenting those around you. Mm-hmm to include your family, your children, or whatever, with the spirit of anger and all these different things. So I'm going to keep going, but that's a question I wanted to ask. When he saw Jesus a long way off, he ran and bowed and worshiped before him, then howled in protest. What business do you have, Jesus, son of the most high God messing with me? I swear to God, don't give me a hard time. Jesus had just commanded the tormenting evil spirits out Get out of this man. So Jesus did, as we know, as the story goes on, he cast him into the pigs. The pigs jumped over the cliff Mm -hmm. to their death. And then the people in the village got upset. Now the people were being tormented. But when Jesus came and delivered this man, the people got upset. But the pigs and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Ask yourself again. I'm coming back to this question. There are so many of us that wrestle with things that have happened with family trauma and dysfunction from our childhood. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I often say is this, when we don't go get the help, the healing, the help and whatever that we need, we can lie to ourselves and say that we are good all day long. We do not understand how we torment those around us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give self-disclosure, a little example about myself. So ever since I was a child, probably up until the age of 22, I shared this kind of a little bit before, but I used to have seizures and I didn't go to the doctor. We couldn't afford it. I couldn't go to a counselor, mental health professional, whatever the case may be. But I had seizures all the way up until I joined the army at the age 18. And then the last seizure, I want to say, I think I had, I might've been 20. I was in my twenties. Let me just say it like that. So I remember my mental health provider um, when I was in the military and I was going to see him because I got referred from my doctor as to why I was having these seizures. A question that he asked me was this, before you start having the seizures, what is it? Because he was trying to find out what was triggering the seizures. What are you thinking? What were you doing? Whatever the case may be, what was I feeling in my body? And I told him that my mom would always go back to me being sexually assaulted when I was five years old. And I, he said, every time when you think back before having these seizures, you know, did that happen every time? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, that's what's triggering your seizures. So of course I had to go to counseling. I had to deal with that. You know, the, the sexual assault, the sexual trauma. I bring that up to say this, we do not understand And a good friend of ours just said this recently. We were having a conversation about the book that says your body keeps the score. Mm -hmm. That what you don't work on. I had to go to counseling and deal with that because guess what? What I found out when I wrote the book 
when I wrote the um book and I can't even think of I cannot love, love you because I'm broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying not to lose my train of thought. Mm-hmm. When I wrote that book is the things that we're not willing to deal with. It really does affect us in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I cannot love you because I'm broken. I had to go back to what broke me in the first place. And what I found out after writing that book and people reading that book mm-hmm. is that it was so many individuals, men and women, male and female, that went through this in their childhood. Yeah. And then that prompted them to have the conversations. But what I also learned is that a lot of families would not talk about the family predator. That's what I'm going to call. They kept that thing a secret. Mm -hmm. And I never could understand why in families, as we're talking about trauma and dysfunction in families, why is it that, and I wrote this down, families will keep the family predator a secret, but you'll be quick as a parent. If somebody say something out of the way to your child, you're ready to fight them. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Yeah, I I think for some individuals, um, it's a little bit of dysfunction there uh, because of what they were taught there's a good chance that something like that happened to them mm-hmm. and they just feel as though, well, that happened to me. It happened you'll to be you. Okay. You'll be okay. You got to mm-hmm. be able to deal with that. Right. But then some individuals just still have that um, belief that what happens in this house or this family, whatever stays here, you know, they realize something was wrong, but they kind of think, well, you'll be able to get over that. But if you say something, this person is going to jail. They may not get over that. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand the severity of what uh, is going on with that individual. And so as you was reading that scripture, uh, those scriptures, um, I heard some things there and God kind of quickened my spirit and said, you know what? You have to address that because somebody needs to hear this. Okay. And when you go back to, it's once again, the fifth chapter in Mark, mm-hmm. uh, I want to go back up to the fourth verse. Okay. And it says, because he had uh, been often bound with fetters and chains and chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. So right then and there, that lets individuals know that sometimes when it comes to these situations and you're piling that stuff on for years and years, sometimes man ain't going to be able to do nothing for you. Mm, It's going to have to be Jesus. It's going to have to be God that's going to have to step into that. Now, we are an extension of that. That's what counselors are. Right. Other individuals, pastors, you know, best friend. It can be anybody, but you have to allow God to be able to come in and send those people your way. Right. Now, watch what it says here. In the fifth verse, it says, And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. I'm going to revert that back and bring it up to today's time. Okay. People are going through dysfunction. They've, they've witnessed trauma. So what they're doing, they're isolating. Mm-hmm. They're locking themselves in rooms. They're they're casting themselves in alcohol and sex and drugs yes. and things of that nature to try yes. to lessen it. But none of that stuff is going to do anything gonna for me. you. Yeah. It is a Band-Aid on the sucking chest wound, as we used to say in the military. It's not going to do any good. Mm. Now, going down further, he says, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Isn't it funny how all those demons were all over him when it came to man, but when it came to Jesus and he saw him, everything turned around. Mm. See, demons can't deal. You can't deal with a demon as a man. But when Jesus shows up, guess what that really tells you? You are God's own child. So no matter what is going on in your life, when you see Jesus off afar, he recognizes you. You recognize him. Them demons got to go somewhere. Right, right, right. So you can't sit there and say, I'm stuck in this and I can't get out of it. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. You got to see Jesus from afar and then go to him. Right. 
That's where the healing begins with a lot of individuals. Now, notice it didn't say anything in there about the man being mad at the demons, holding anything, grudges against him and none of that stuff. He he had to deal with himself first. Mm. And oftentimes we're so mad at that individual. If we don't get forgiveness in our hearts, guess what? That person's going about their business. They're sleeping well at night and you're the one that's up wrestling, cutting and doing all that other stuff. Right. So recognize who you are in Christ. You are a child of the most high God. And when he knows that that something is overtaking you, only thing he's asking you to do is meet him halfway. Right. He can do it exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. But in this case, this man saw him from afar. He ran towards him. And he worshiped him. Right. How do you worship someone with demons all over you? Mm. Something's got to go. Mm. And guess what? Jesus recognized that and said, bam, get in the pigs, y'all run on off a cliff. And that's it. Right. So the other thing that I think we have to address at this point in time, and my wife is really alluding to it. I had this written down here is that people are going to be people. Mm-hmm. Not saying what they're saying or doing is right. But people, we have to stop re-traumatizing individuals. Yes. You take an individual that has been raped. They didn't ask for that. Right. So why do we say dumb things? And I'm going to say it. Some people may get mad, say dumb stuff like, well, if you weren't dressed that way, that wouldn't have happened. Right. It doesn't matter how you dressed. You are an individual. You have your own boundaries, your own privacy. It doesn't matter if you got a three-piece suit on or if you got um, a shawl wrapped around you. Right. That doesn't give a person the right to come and force themselves on you in that way. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we have to understand we do more harm than good to people by saying stuff like that. And it just re-traumatizes and adds further injury to it. Mm -hmm. That's just like saying if my wife burned herself on her arm with a pot or something, she's trying to heal. And then I tell her, well, if you wouldn't have been cooking, and then right. I go up and start doing this to the sore. That's making it worse. The person can never really heal. Mm-hmm. So how many people are walking around this very day still having other people pick at the scab? It's not that you're picking at it. It's because other people are picking at it. Right. And I don't get why people would actually want to do that. And so I set up and I was um, I had wrote this down as you were speaking for those of you who are listening to us, for those of you who are watching us, and you know, if you're listening, you want to watch us on our YouTube channel. We are actually on our YouTube channel right now, um, Marriage Mondays with the Kings. But what in your family that you know of was traumatic? Also, what is dysfunction? Mm. Okay. So going back to the trauma and the traumatic for someone, you know, and like I said, I, I gave the example. Um, I was sexually abused when I was five years old by um, a funny uncle, as my late, uh, our late grandmother used to say, but as a, by my funny uncle. And anywho, with that being said, one of the things that we have to realize when we as adults say, Oh, that was in the past or whatever. We often repeat that because that's what we heard some adult in our life say. Why are you still dwelling on that? Mm -hmm. Why are you still thinking about that? That happened so long ago. That happened in the past. Stop allowing people to minimize your trauma. Because when you allow people to minimize your trauma, that's dysfunctional for them to even say that. You minimize it and you won't even get healed from it. Mm -hmm. You are not willing to then do the work that needs to be done. I had to pray and say, God, please help me with this because I seen it manifesting in different areas. But what we do is we are so accustomed to allowing people to re-traumatize us or minimize what we've been through. And we have to cut that out. What tends to happen is this. 
I'm a whole 45-year-old adult right now, right? I'm talking about something that happened to me 40 years ago. I did the work and went through that. I can talk about it and not be in shame and all these. I was a five-year-old child, okay? So with that being said, a lot of times what happens in our adulthood when we don't get the help that we need, we are bounded to what happened to us at that age. I could be bounded still if I wouldn't have done the work because faith without works is dead. I can have faith. I could be praying to God. I could do all the things. But if I don't do the work, which was for me going to get counseling, that's why we talk about counseling all the time, not just because we are counselors by profession, but what happens is this, my 45-year-old adult self, my 45-year-old mind is still stuck to that of a five-year-old. So when someone does something or says something, if I don't know how to uh, 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 get the help that I need or whatever the case may be, then I will react as a five-year-old, mm -hmm. throwing temper tantrums, cussing people out. Oh, you got me messed up. Why? Because the, the grown-up is trying to protect the five-year-old. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a show called Unprisoned. As we said in the military with Kerry Washington, it would behoove you to watch that miniseries, that show called Unprison, because it accurately depicts this, what I'm just saying. Another thing is this. We will get mad at people and say, uh, uh, well, I don't understand why you act that way. Well, I don't. Da, da, da. We are asking the wrong and saying the wrong things. This is a book. I'm going to kind of put it right here. Hopefully you see it for those mm -hmm. of you. It is a book and it is um, titled What Happened to You? This book was written by, for those of you watching us on YouTube, this book was written by Dr. Bruce, Bruce Perry, Perry and Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. Kenya and I have both read this book, What Happened to You? We will sit up and react and get mad with people and we're going in on them and you act like this and you act like that. But no one ever sits down to seek the understanding mm -hmm. and say, what happened to you? Now, everyone is not going to open up and talk about their trauma. In families, let's just keep it honest. Let's just keep it real because that's what we do. Oftentimes in families, we get so good at pretending that we're the perfect family, that we came from the perfect family. We're sitting up here doing this, taking yep. pictures, cheesing, acting like we are such a loving family and we don't even talk to each other. But we do it because that is a dysfunctional trait that we were taught, passed down from generation to generation that lines up with what goes on in this house stays in this house. Absolutely. People do not get the help that they need. And they're not able to live the best blessed life that God has for them as a whole adult because we are so stuck in those dysfunctional patterns from our family. It is time to break free. Mm -hmm. As Kenya and I were talking about in Mark chapter five, we imagine ourselves being that man with all those spirits. We talk about it. You hear the pastors preach about it. He had all these spirits on us. Guess what we have on us? We have all of these spirits on us. We are walking around in bondage. And even when we think that we have broke free, we are re, re walking around in bondage mm -hmm. because even though we believe in God, we are not doing the work. So that way we are no longer bound in our mind. I could still be having seizure after seizure after seizure. But when that man told me that mental health provider told me, no, 
this is what's going on. This is tied to this. I never would have put two and two together. Then I was able to go. So that way I'm no longer tormenting, cussing people off out full of anger. Oh, you ignorant this and all this kind of stuff. That's what a little kid do who does not know how to um, communicate. communicate yeah. and regulate. Regulate themselves and communicate in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny to me uh, that you were saying that. And I know this is the case with a lot of um, families, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people is, you know, you'll get mad at somebody in the family because they didn't pay you $35 back and say how much, how wrong that was. And if they would just pay it back, everything would be all right. But when something like that occurs within the family, they'll let that slide. Right. It just does not make sense to me. Mm -mm. But technically it does, because sometimes people don't even recognize when they are operating in a dysfunctional family, when they're mm -hmm. operating in a dysfunctional pattern. And so here are some things that I can give you that shows you what dysfunction may look like. Okay. Now, once yes. again, if this happens to be you or your family, we're not trying to call you out. We don't know you or anything of that nature. Right. This is just the facts about it. Okay. Number one, uh, we talked about this thing about estrangement from family members. In other words, something happened. We won't even talk to that side of the family. Mm -hmm. All these cousins and family members over here playing with each other at the family reunion, but that family kind of gets shunned. Mm -hmm. That is dysfunction. Why did that occur? And the problem is people don't want to go back to the root of the problem and right. address it so that you can try to get it fixed. Right, right. And, and Shannon and I say it all the time. Um when it comes to behavioral health, when it comes to dysfunction and trauma, isn't it kind of funny that when we break a leg, we run to the doctor. Mm -hmm. I need a cast, I, whatever. They put a boot on it nowadays. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I got a sore throat. What do I need to take to get rid of that? Right. Uh, my eyes aren't um, seeing the way that they used to. All this stuff that goes on with our physical aspect, we run to somebody to get it fixed. Car mm -hmm. breaks down. Mm -hmm. Pipe busts in the house. You call a plumber. Right. But when it comes to this thing on your shoulders, your mind which is going to guide the rest of the body, we do absolutely nothing about it. Mm. We want to pass it off because of this dysfunction that if you go see somebody to help you with that, whether it be a psychiatrist, psychologist, a mental health worker of any nature, that all of a sudden now you're crazy. Right. So mm. my, my point, once again, is going back to the individual in Mark 5, the, the person who's being tormented by the demons. Right. If he can recognize who Jesus is mm. and know that he can help, why can't we do the same thing? Mm. Now, that leads me back to people. I've heard people say this. Well, the trauma that people experience nowadays, right, is far worse than trauma that was experienced a long time ago. And I've had people tell me that even in the Bible. I'm just sitting there like, well, once again, you can't tell a person how to feel. Right. Their trauma is their trauma. Right. But I'm telling you right now, if I'm running away from a, a place that's being burnt by fire and exploding rocks and all that stuff, and I see somebody look back and turn to salt, Mm. That's traumatic. Right, 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 right. I'm saying right. when I've been in captivity and I'm let out of captivity and then the people that let us out is turn around by, uh, behind us and they're chasing us with horses and chariots and we don't know where we're going to go. That's trauma. Right. And then when you really think about it, the person that's probably traumatized the most. Look at Jesus. Mm. Traumatized before he was even born. We ain't going to even give you a place where you can be birthed in, in a in a natural plot spot. Right. Think about how his mom and his dad may have felt. Think about when he was 12 years old and he was doing stuff in the temple, how people treated him mm -hmm. as he got into his ministry, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and then to be turned around and, and kind of deceived by one of your own and then pin up on a cross to die for everybody else's sin. Right. Tell me that's not traumatic mm -hmm. for him and the people that saw that. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that we got to understand is this. 
we need to quit minimizing other people's trauma. Right. And the person that's, that's been traumatized fair. doesn't need to minimize themselves as well. Right. It right. has to be out there in the forefront so that we know what it is, we know what we're talking about, and we start trying to deal with that issue. Right. If you don't, it's just going to get worse and worse over time. That's true. Right. The other yeah. thing that we have to start doing when it comes to families is this. Uh, we have to understand that lack of trust within the family is dysfunction. Yep. So if there's a lack of trust that's going on, what started that? Mm-hmm. How do we fix that? Sometimes it could be a simple, I'm sorry, I apologize. I shouldn't have did that. You gave me your car keys and told me that I could run to the store, but I went over here on the other side, was hanging out with my boys, and then I wrecked your car. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it can be something as easy as that. Sometimes dysfunction in family is how we raise our kids. All that mm-hmm. screaming and yelling and I, stuff I like just that. just wrote that down. It, mm-hmm. That's dysfunction. Right. And then when our kids see it happening, they think, well, that's the way it's supposed to be done. So then when they have kids, the same dysfunction keeps going on. Right. And then you wonder why we talk about generational curses. Well, I don't believe in that. Well, you know what? Tell me one thing in your family that you've seen from generation to generation to generation. I can guarantee you I can probably tie it back to dysfunction. Right. Alcoholism, abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so much yeah. that it can go. It's so much is there. And and that goes into the things we were talking about, um, sexual abuse, uh, drug abuse and things of that nature. It can all be tied back to dysfunction. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're really trying to say in this series when we talk about family isn't family anymore. We're not saying that in a derogatory way. Right. Family is family. Nothing's going to change your blood, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is how the family operates is not like it used to be. Everybody used to pull together. We have more family reunions. We get more people now at funerals than we do at family reunions. Mm. And now that a lot of them is virtual, a lot of them ain't even coming to the funeral. Wow. So there is this trick of the enemy that has gotten in and has divided the family system. And we allow it. And it it is wreaking havoc. That's true. We have to get back to the things that brought us together. I'm not saying that you got to forget anything, Mm -hmm. but can you forgive and move on? Right. Because once again, you won't forgive that person. You're the one that's still hurting, still hiding out, still shunning yourself. That person's walking around doing, having their best life, living Mm. their best life, as they say. Mm. So that's some of the things we have to do. Um, From a collective standpoint, as a family system, one of the first things we have to do is acknowledge what happened, happened. Whatever it may be, good, bad, or indifferent. Yes. You have to acknowledge it. You have to identify it. We can't solve a problem if we don't talk about it. Mm. You got to put it out there. Hmm. One of the other things you have to do is we have to understand that there are some things within the family system that we can't handle. Right. And so you have to go to the individuals that are trained to handle that. Mm -hmm. Seek professional counseling. Right. See those individuals that are trained in that area that may be able to help you navigate your walk in that issue and get you from one end of that to the next. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third thing that I believe uh, needs to go there, and I just said it, we, we have to forgive. Right. We have to understand that forgiving ain't about that person. It's about you. Until you let go of some things, nothing is going to change. You're going to keep reverting back to that over and over again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's no different than a person that may be hooked on alcohol or drugs. You know, they got to get all that stuff out the house. If you're hooked on it and every time you go to the the liquor cabinet, all that alcohol is still there. It's easier for you to go back to it. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to forgive. And then what we also have to do is get a deeper level of understanding what Sham was referring to. If someone did you wrong within your family, don't just focus on the part of they did you wrong. Why did they do that? Right. Maybe that same thing happened to them and they thought it was normal. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that individual didn't know any better because we know in some families we have some individuals that have behavioral health issues. Maybe they didn't know any better. Maybe they do know better and they were taught that and they think it's right. But if we don't get that deep level of understanding, we don't be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Now, that deep level of understanding comes on looking at that person's point of view, but it also looks at your point of view as well. Mm-hmm. Deeper level. Why am I still holding on to this? Right. Why is it still affecting me in this way? Right. And most of the time it will go back to the fact is you haven't done the work to try to heal. Right. If you, I, I give you a good example. When I was younger, I was in uh, Boy Scouts and I was always going off on camping trips or, and all kinds of stuff. And then I remember my mom told me one time, you know, she was like, boy, I don't know if you need to stay in Boy Scouts now because every time you come back, you hurt or something. And what I did is I actually stepped on a thorn uh, running through the woods one night and that thorn broke off in my foot. Now, I was gone for like four days camping. I never said a word Mm. because I really didn't feel it. And then late one night, it was really cold outside where we were camping at. I thought my feet was just cold, but really my feet had a full blown infection in it. My foot had a full blown infection. Now, why do I use that story? Because I knew there that I had stepped on something, but I never looked and examined it to see what damage it did. Mm. I hope somebody caught that. Sometimes we have things happen to us and we just look at, oh, well, I'm just going to try to get past it. But you don't look to examine the extent of the wound. Mm -hmm. How deep is it? Did something stay in there? And that's what happened. That uh, long piece of that thorn stayed in my foot. And when I finally got back home, I was limping on it. And I went into the bathroom. I was taking a shower and I just happened to sit down when I was drying off and I pulled my foot up. And I'm like, when I say infection running out the bottom of my foot, it was crazy. Mm. And then I had to go say, Mama, can you take me to the doctor? But if I would have never did that, I could have potentially lost my foot. Right. Now ask yourself the question, what do you stand to lose because you're still holding on to dysfunction? You're still holding on to trauma. Mm. Or is it going to cost you your family? Mm. Is it going to cost you money? How? Whatever the case may be, is it going to cost you your life? God forbid. Right. We need to let go of that thing. And I'm not saying that in a negative way to say, let go, move on. You got to get past it. No, I'm just saying get the help that you need to transition from one step to the other that may lead to complete healing. Right. And that's the thing, um, you know, like you like you were saying, a lot of people want to oh, get past it. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the point of minimizing. You can't just go from A to C without going through B. Absolutely. B is getting that help you need and trying whatever the case may be. Now. It's two points I was thinking about. Number one, because I seen this meme and I was like, oh, my God, it is so true. And it was a couple of years ago, but it was talking about the black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. And so generally, when people in the family ask and say, well, why is it? And I'm just throwing this out there. It's not my auntie's name, but um, why is it that ain't Sheila never come around the family? Mm-hmm. You know what's going. So people in the family are starting to ask children are starting to ask. And then it's generally always this common response that, Oh, she just don't deal with us no more. Oh, she crazy. Oh, she just like being by herself yet again. No one asked the question such as this book. What happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? And the thing is nine times out of 10, you're trying to get your answers from, the people that may be part of the infection mm-hmm. instead of going straight to Miss uh, Aunt Sheila, who was wounded and say, Aunt Sheila, you know. And so what tends to happen is that great divide again in family. Well, we don't deal with Aunt Sheila and her husband and her children because it's something wrong with Aunt Sheila. No, you're listening from the infection. Mm-hmm. Go to the person that was potentially wounded or it could be this. 
Not necessarily that Aunt Sheila and her family was wounded. It could be the fact that Aunt Sheila went and got the help that she needed. Absolutely. Aunt Sheila was on B. She didn't just mm-hmm. jump to C, but she went and got healed, set free, delivered, and went before the Lord and went to see her counselors. She didn't try to make amends because somebody, I felt this when you were talking, like somebody saying, well, what if I want to try and make amends with the person, but they're not willing to, they still stuck where they're at. Then guess what? The word of God says, cast your cares on him mm-hmm. for he cares for you. God, you see what's going on you see that i'm trying to go and make amends and make peace and bring this family back together Mm -hmm. but they don't want to because this is what i've learned and i've said this before i start having conversations with people to the level of their understanding Mm, that's good okay Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit up here and i'm pushing to be heard and you don't understand and what i'm trying to tell you is no because if i know they are not they do not have the intellectual health, they are not intellectually able to have a deep rooted conversation. I'm not going to waste my air, my energy or my time. That's good. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So keep that in mind as well. You don't have to argue with the family. You don't have to recognize. You have to first identify and Kenya was saying it, identify and recognize that they are not able to have a healthy conversation to gain understanding. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind as well. Do not beat yourself up when you're trying to rekindle with the family. I was speaking to an individual who asked me a question and we were talking about family. And a lot of us have been taught that family is everything, family over everything. Mm-hmm. You see the FOE. That's what that means. If you've seen it, you know, blood is thicker than water, all these cliches, but let's be real, real about this thing. Sometimes blood hurts you mm-hmm. and re-traumatizes you more than water do. Yeah. Sometimes water will be there for you before blood. do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So let's just be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Don't get so caught up in these cliches Mm -hmm. when it comes to family. But what I share with this young lady was this. And it was funny because as I speak to people, I always pray that God speak through me. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, I really want to be family Mm -hmm. with my family. But sometimes they're so toxic because you hear that a lot nowadays. My family, people are starting to identify and recognize that their family is toxic and dysfunctional mm-hmm. and traumatic. And all they want to do because they're hurting themselves is hurt you even the more, even though you're their blood. That's because hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. Right. Mm-hmm. So she was like, well, how do I deal with them? And I didn't say this. I know this had to be nobody but God, because when I went back, that thing was so profound to me. So what came out of my mouth was this. Place your family in three different categories. Now you love all three categories, but place them in three different categories. Category number one, that's the family. And when I say family, it made me think about our military family. Mm-hmm. A lot of our military families in category number one, I'm gonna be honest. Um, but category number one, those are the individuals who you love and they are nearest and dearest to your heart. Those are the individuals that if you call them at two o'clock in the morning and it's an emergency, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, God forbid somebody had an accident or your child is in the hospital, whatever the case may be. As we call in the military, baby, they jump too. They, where do I need to go? Send me the address right now and I'm in route. I am on my way. Okay. The ones that you can talk to and have that 
Iron sharpeneth iron is the word of God say conversation. The ones that pour into you as well as you pouring into them. That's category number one. Category number two is you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. You can deal with them. You know what I'm saying? You can, as 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 we uh, often hear in the church building, you can reason together. Mm-hmm. That's category number two. Category number three is the ones that you can't really talk to because they always angry. Everybody else is always the problem. Uh, You know, and those are the ones in category number three that they always like pointing the finger at everybody else. Or as we often say, the tip of the triangle. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones in your family that instead of them saying, you know what? I was wrong for doing that. Mm-hmm. I was the one that did that. They don't do that. They make and they rally all the rest of the family together to be against Kenya. Mm-hmm. Kenya is the problem. And the rest of the family is so um ignorant. That's what I'm going to say to the fact to say, wait a minute, is Kenya really the problem or is it you? Because every time I come around, you always talking about that this family member's the problem and you always trying to rally and get everybody on your side against this family member. Mm -hmm. So category number three is the ones you don't really deal with, but you pray for. That's how you break down the category. You love all of them, Mm -hmm. but you ain't got to deal with category number three every day. Absolutely. Maybe them are the ones that you just see at the funeral. Mm Mm-hmm. Them are the ones that you say, hey, how you doing at the family reunion? But don't allow yourself to be tormented as the young man in the Bible with these spirits that's within your family (laughs) that belongs in category number three. Mm -hmm. You just pray for them and you keep it moving. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I, I think people have to understand as well is that if you're dealing with any type of trauma, if you're dealing with any type of dysfunction uh, in the family, you have to be aware of what your triggers are. Know when to remove yourself from certain situations right? uh, because um, people are people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that one person is going to be the one that wants to push that trigger, that wants to push that button for you. You have to look out for that when you know it's coming. Remove yourself from that situation so that you're not being traumatized over and over and over again. Right. Uh, That that does more harm uh, than good. Can I Uh, say one thing? Mm -hmm. Because I lose my thought and then please don't lose Mm -hmm. your thought. I'm good. When you just said that, that reminded me of, um, cause every now and then I watch, you know, little reality TV every mm-hmm. now and then when I just want to veg out and not think about nothing. This young lady named Melody Hope mm-hmm. and she's on Love and Hip Hop. No, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Love and Marriage Huntsville. And she's currently going through a divorce or she was going through a divorce on the show, whatever the case may be. But every time drama presented itself, whether it be in her friend group, mm-hmm. whether it be in her family, whether it be with her ex-husband or father of her children, however you want, baby Melanie would grab her things and exit stage left. You hear me? Mm-hmm. She was not participating mm-hmm. in the dysfunction. She was not participating in the drama. So when you said that, that's what it meant. You don't have to participate Mm-mm. in the dysfunction and the trauma just because somebody is your blood family. Absolutely. If it's something that is not benefiting and serving you, if it's something that's going to uh, drain your mental, your physical, your emotional, mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good day. All right. Y'all enjoy yourself and leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have to participate. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> and, and and that brings up a point to me. You know, my wife will tell you, I can't stand reality shows. Right. Certain ones. I, I really feel that way. There, there's a lot of stuff that I like <laughs> to watch because I'm an outdoors type person. I will watch things of that, that nature, but some of the other stuff I just can't. But I start watching them a little more often. Right. After I came out of um, college and we had our master's degrees in counseling, Oh, them reality TV shows help me out a lot. Yes. I can pull out that DSM-5 and start looking at stuff like, yep, that's it right there. 
I can sit right there and say that person was traumatized. That's the reason why they're going they off like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. And nobody has ever supported them. And they're begging for attention. They're begging for someone to say, I understand. And I believe what you're saying. Mm. So people may say reality shows are all bad and everything, but there's some good that can come out of it when you're able to spot those things and understand why some of those people act that way. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of it is scripted. Got it. Right. But a lot of it is not. Sometimes right. people are showing their true selves in that mist. Right. Now, with saying that, we have to understand sometimes where does this dysfunction and trauma and family come from? The root of it. The root of it. Nobody want to get to the root. Nobody gets to the root. Sometimes it's way back to great, great, great grandma Neem, as right. they used to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it starts right out in that nucleus of the family with mom and dad. Right. Mom and dad are having some issues with each other because dad is spending more time with son than he mm, is with the daughter. Favoritism. So now mom and dad are going at it. Mm. Son and daughter hear that. So guess what mm-hmm. it does? It trickles right on down to them because they're saying, oh, you're his favorite. And I can't never get nothing from him, but you can. So now them two are at it. Mm-hmm. So then when they leave the house and they leave and cleave and they get married, guess what? The there drama is still there. Oh, you ain't got to talk to them cousins because you know how your brother or how your uncle is. And, and it just keeps running right on down the line. Mm-hmm. At what point are we going to stop all that foolishness? Right. And that right there to me is generational curses that a lot of people don't believe in Mm -hmm. because Jesus came and he took all that away. It is still going on today. So if Jesus came and took it away, you still allowing the devil. There you go. Come on, you. We can't blame the devil Mm -hmm. in a lot of situations. We are allowing it. Absolutely. And you see the patterns. Mm-hmm. Like my husband said, that is a generational curse mm-hmm. because if it's not bringing you together, it is cursing you and driving you apart. Absolutely right. And, my I, had, God. and I had a person tell me that one time. Mm. He was like, Kenya, I'm going to give you some advice and I hope you hold on to this. And I've held on to this ever since 1997, okay. 96, 97. He said, if a person isn't helping you, they hurting you. Yes. He says, there's, there's no gray area in there. See the black or white. Right. And I had to sit back and look at that. And that was a life changing, um, piece of advice that a person gave me at that time right? that really helped me to see things in a clearer light in my life. And so at what point in time are we really going to start listening Mm. when we really start applying things to our lives so that things get better? Right. Uh, The way the world is going right now, it seems like it's going downhill faster than, I don't know, uh, a banana on a bobsled greased up with grease. Right. It's sliding fast. At what point are we going to start taking more care of ourselves first reaching out to our families, and then making better communities. Mm. Because just like our motto says, helping to build stronger marriages, receives the stronger families and stronger communities. If we don't get that marriage things right, everything else ain't going to get right. Right. But we can't get it right if our minds right. ain't lined up. If I'm mm. not mistaken, I could be wrong. I'm not a chef. I don't know if you can make actual cake without flour. Mm. You got to get the flour right. And then all the muddy ingredients will come along to make the entire cake. Right. So to make a better, better community, let's get all the ingredients that we need and start doing the right things there. Right. We have to work on our families. And if it's family dysfunction, let's make it, let's make it functional. Right. I wanted to um, share this. I, I kind of wrote this down. And I want you to ask yourself this as you're listening to tonight's show. Be honest and real with yourself. How many of you are still walking around with an unhealed, traumatized, dysfunctional, childlike mind in an adult body? Mm, Because this is one thing that I do know. Your actions, Mm -hmm. if your actions is acting like a spoiled, temper tantrum-filled, four-year-old, two-year-old that just imagine, you know, them little kids be falling out in the store. Mm-hmm. If your actions, you cussing and fussing and you uh, huffing, puffing, why? Uh-uh, that's unhealed. 
That means something in you is unhealed mm-hmm. and it's not operating right. So if this is you, go get the help that you need. You don't have to blast and tell everybody or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, hey, I remember telling, listen, I need to go get some help. I need to go see somebody because what happens is this, and I'm going to give an illustration. When you have the trauma, the dysfunction, the abuse, the division, all these bags of things, you're carrying that weight on you. Mm-hmm. You're carrying it on you and it is manifesting through you. I do not care if you gave your life to Christ. If you know the Lord, if you know Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, you're still carrying this unhealthy weight because I'm here to tell you, we have both been to counseling. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is when you, it's like the Mark chapter five mm-hmm. is like the man with all the, 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 the demons you break free. You see things different. You carry yourself different. So keep that in mind. So do you have anything? Because this, I think this is just part one of this. Yeah, we still yeah. need to do a part two. Definitely We're talking about two. the child mm-hmm. in us. Now we need to talk about how this actually affects marriages and our families. Oh, and this is one last thing mm-hmm. I want to say. Absolutely. Too many of us, because we won't go get the help, is still living in the past trying to get approval from the family in which we came from Mm -hmm. to the point that we are abandoning our spouses and our children. So you are abandoning the family that you created, that God, you married, you joined together and you created because you're too busy running after the dysfunction and acceptance that you're trying to get from your family. No, no, no. That's out of order. That is out of God's will. When I said I do, when we procreated, my energy need to be placed in what God desires for our union to be with our children, not running after Auntie May May and, uh, and Uncle Day Day mm-hmm. and, and my mom and my daddy trying to get acceptance like a five-year-old kid. But Absolutely. anyway, go no, ahead, Miss Kim. No, that, that's a good point because a lot of people do that. And there's a way of you still trying to get healing and get closure for yourself, but you're still hurting your family. Right. And uh, we've seen that in a lot of different ways. I've seen it with people when they say, well, you know what? Uh, everything I wear has to be Gucci Mm. because you grew up where you didn't have those things like that. Maybe because your parents wouldn't give it to you because, um, they, they couldn't afford it. But then all of a sudden the brother was getting stuff like that. Mm. So now you're going to do that and you're throwing it back in their face. Wow. Wow. But then you barely keeping a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. You barely keeping your car going. Your kids may be, you, you worrying about where the next meal is going to come from. So that's just a quick example. Right. But I want to move on and give you a quick thought of the week. I thought of the week comes from Brown Girl Trauma and it reads, okay. you have, you may have inherited family trauma, but you have ability to choose a different outcome. Mm. In other words, you may have started out a certain way, but you don't have to finish that exact same way. Come on, Jesus. Mm. Come on. So this is just part one. We made the command decision that we're going to continue this conversation next week. Yes. Um, which is family dysfunction and trauma. Hey, have all your family and your little text groups to chime in or whatever the case may be. But Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by Christian Himmelfor slash Inspiration. This is our sponsor, um, which is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So if you're in a social media and you have a Facebook page, go and look them up. Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. If you are an organization or a business and you would like to be promoted during our broadcast of our show, 
or you want to be promoted on Kingdom Revelation Gospel Network, that's what KRGN stands for, contact KRGN 98.5 FM at 254-213-1588. Listen, y'all chime in on our social medias. Let us know what you think, what y'all feel, what you're going through in your family, what other topics we need to have because our subtopics, because we are not rushing this series. Um, you want to contact us, go to our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com. So join us back next week. We want to thank you for joining us this week, but join us back next week. Next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The, the Rock. Rock.